So the season ended. And whether you won the championship, got the promotion, graduated, or lost, got laid off, or think you failed, now it's the off-season. And what do you do with the off-season? I believe the off-season has a specific purpose, and today I want to share three areas for you to focus on in your off-season because I need you to know this. God has a plan. That plan is always in motion, and you are part of that plan. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all. I know it's April now. March is over. But March Madness College Basketball just wrapped up. Championship games just happened. So now what? Well, I chill out until next March. I'm not even joking. This is the only sports event I will stand up and yell at the TV for like a month straight. And maybe the Olympics every other year too. The season of March Madness, along with the Olympics, by far my favorite sports time of year. By far. A couple weeks back, I shared about dealing with defeat and recognizing the difference between the end of the play, the end of the game, and the end of the season. And if you haven't checked out that episode, episode 69, hit that one up. Especially if you're feeling defeated in the season that you're in right now. You gotta listen to that episode. It will encourage you to see your situation through a different lens. So jump on over to that one. So what about if you're not the one who was defeated? Like what if you're the champion? What if you won the whole thing? What now? Well, even for the champions, the season is over. Let me say that again. Even for the champions, the season is over. See, the end of a season doesn't always mean defeat. It doesn't always mean you've done something wrong or bad or lost or something that caused God to say, nope, time to snatch that one up from Kayla. No. Seasons are a natural rhythm. In college basketball, you know, win or lose, the season is over at the end of March or first couple days of April. It's set ahead of time. Seasons are set. The end date is set ahead of time for so many seasons of our lives. Super Bowl Sunday. The date is already set before the season even begins. Last day of school. It is set before the school year begins. Your child becoming an adult. That birthday, that season has been set since the day they were born. First day of spring. First day of summer. First day of autumn. First day of winter. Sunrise, sunset. 12 a.m. midnight. Seasons are set. And we expect them to change. We expect them to cycle. We expect the rhythm that they flow in. The Bible was clear from the beginning. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, we read this. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it tells us, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. So then why in our lives do we think certain seasons should last forever? Or we are like shocked when the Lord says, season's over, change it up, thank you, next. 
I don't have a scientific answer for this. I don't even have an answer, (laughs) except that we're human and we have emotions and our emotions aren't always able to comprehend or align with God's will made out of his love and kindness and goodness. We often don't see the whole picture. We get into a season of love, a relationship. Let's just refer to it as summer, bright, fun, long, beautiful days. And then we don't expect this relationship to end. We don't expect autumn or fall. We don't expect that summer relationship season to end. So now we're all depressed in fall. We've got this seasonal depression, which by the way, is a real thing. I suffer from it personally, and that's why I try to spend most of the colder, darker months in a more southern place than Canada so that I can get that warmth and sunshine. But anyway, your relationship ended. Now you're in fall, and you can't even see the joy of what fall is. I mean, oversized sweaters, slippers, fireplace, even the word cozy comes out in fall. Summer is coming back around. There will be another relationship, another job, another opportunity— And know that this season right here has a purpose too, a good purpose. So cozy up and settle in. I've had seasons in my life that I thought were supposed to last forever. Right out of college, actually before I even graduated, I earned a job with the National Basketball Association. I left Saskatchewan, Canada and moved to Greenville, South Carolina and was an unpaid intern for three months. I've shared that before, how I was so excited when I learned that the new copy machine would hole punch and staple for me. Game changer. This was 2003, y'all. So, wow, 20 years ago. (laughs) 20 years ago, yes, giant copy machines were just learning how to hole punch and staple and sort for you. Anyway, then they offered me a full-time position. I just couldn't ever see that season ending. The season of my email address being kmckeg at nba.com. That's another fun fact about me. If you listen to episode 70, you probably learned some fun stories. But when people ask me one of the most proud moments of my life, often I share, it's when my email address was kmckeg at nba.com and Commissioner David Stern signed my paycheck. Like that was official for me. I made it to the NBA. So I thought that season would never end. I thought this is my career forever. I would just move up and up and up. And eventually God helped me see beyond that season. Okay, back to the main thing today. With March Madness, with college basketball coming to an end now for the season, now it's the off season. And what does that mean? What is the off season? You may be in a place in your life that you're thinking, I'm in an off season right now. Like everything was really good. I was so focused. My business was going well. That book I was writing, I finished it. I worked out and worked out and made it to the goal I set for myself. Now it's the off season. God has me in an off season. Now what? Let me start with saying this. The off season is a season. Y'all, the off season is a season. I need you to catch that. The off season is a season. Your off season is a season. Don't allow the enemy or anyone for that matter to try to convince you that God only works or that he only asks you to work when you're actually doing the thing. God's plan is always in motion. He flows with a rhythm of seasons. I almost want to say he doesn't even have an off season. He flows from season to season. Is night the off season of day? Is winter the off season of summer? No, they are all seasons. The off season is a season. Okay, if that didn't just make your eyes open up wide, like do I even need to share the extra points that he has for me to share or can you just chew on that all week, all month, all 
season. Your off season is a season. All right. So the off season, it's most often for building. And today I'm going to share with you three focuses of building in the off season that I pray will help you understand what you've been through, what is coming, or maybe even what you're in right now. So listen up because your off season is a season and your off season is for building. Number one, the off season is for building muscle. This part right here. The off season is for building muscle. During the season, do players work out? Do they hit the weight room? Absolutely. But the purpose for hitting the weight room during the season is not to build muscle, but to maintain. The off season, however, is for building muscle. This is when you focus on increasing your weight. This is when you focus on eating more calories in order to build. This is when you focus on building muscle. The point here is that there are times that you will focus on different aspects of the whole. Having muscles, being strong, being fit, these are all parts of an athlete that are important throughout the entire basketball season. Having more muscle is great and will help you in the games. Yet during the actual playing season, the focus is not on building muscle. The focus as a whole is on the games and maintaining what you've built in the offseason. So, like, how does this work for you in life if you're not a basketball player? I got you. Okay, check this out. Even just recently for me, with digging into God's word, with journaling, and now teaching others to journal through my Bible journaling boot camp, which, by the way, is possibly the most foundational 30-day program to take you from those questions and insecurities in your Bible reading routine to pages full of purpose and a fresh relationship with God that you've been desiring. So head to calapraise.com to find the next start date and jump right on that one. So as I've dug into his word and really loved it, like honestly for years now, it wasn't until recently, and I've shared this, that I really have been focusing on my prayer life. My prayer life has elevated. Why? Well, first because a friend challenged me and supported me, but also I believe my season has changed. Was I not praying before? No, that's not the case at all. But I can honestly say I wasn't focused on growing in my prayer life. I wasn't focused on building that muscle, building in that area of prayer. I was super focused on the Bible, on reading, on spending that time with God in that way. And while in that season of digging into the Bible, it's not that I wasn't praying. That's not the case at all. I was maintaining I was still speaking to God daily, even growing in some areas, but prayer has not been my number one focus. But now the season has shifted. Now I'm building in my prayer life. I'm focused on prayer more than ever before. I'm building muscle. I didn't give up reading the Bible. I didn't stop that. It's just that the focus is different, right? A basketball player doesn't stop shooting around, stop playing basketball in the offseason. It's just that the focus is different. All right, so the offseason is for building muscle. Number two, the offseason is for building stamina. I wear a Fitbit. I've worn them for years. I track my steps and sleep, and I just love the reminder right there on my wrist. I wish they had Fitbits when I was in college. Like, I wonder how many steps I got in a game, in a practice. So... I did a little research. A study was done by USA Basketball. They shared that the top six players on a team are averaging about 20 to 28 minutes per game, and they're logging four to six miles every game. Now, you may be a person who is like, I can run four to six miles. Okay, for reference, a 10K race is 6.2 miles. So with top playing minutes, players are running nearly a 10K race every game. 
And that's not like just constant steady state running, right? Like it's stop and start. Does that make it easier? That basketball player is sprinting, jumping forward, backward. We can't really compare. But what I can tell you is that's a lot. Oh, and what about two to three games per week of that? Oh, and what about practice, which is probably at least equivalent to that, but probably more. That's a lot of miles. How are they so in shape? The off-season is for building stamina. When I was in college, the off-season wasn't focused on running short sprints, line drills. In the off-season, we were outside running around the lake, around the city, for what seemed like hours at a time. I sometimes wondered if I signed up for the cross-country team unknowingly, like it was not my favorite. I felt like I was running with no purpose. Did you hear that? I felt like I was running with no purpose purpose. Sometimes in the off-season, our coach will have us train in a way that seems to have nothing to do with the season coming up, but they have a plan, and their plan is to build stamina. There's no way my mind in a basketball game said, I'm about to run a 10k race. (laughs) I'm so ready for this 10k race. Never. But my coach knew that every Friday and every Saturday and even practices during the week, during the season, my coach knew we would be running four to six miles each day. So, In the off-season, she had us running four to six miles. She had us running 10K every single day. Our off-season was for building stamina. What does God have you building stamina in right now? Can you see it? Can you recognize it? Or are you just annoyed because you feel like what you're doing has nothing to do with the season that you're preparing for? See, sometimes it's hard to see and recognize because it doesn't look like the same thing you're expecting. Sometimes it doesn't look like what you think your training should look like. I see myself on stages again. I see myself authoring books and teaching at churches. I see myself speaking regularly. And now I can see that this podcast right here is building stamina. I look back at each episode. I look at my preparation, my studying, my writing style, my speaking style, my speaking cadence, and I can see improvement. I can see my stamina building. When God calls me to the season of traveling and speaking, my stamina for hearing him processing and developing that into a fresh message with examples of how I've applied it to my life and sharing how that truth can apply to your life— I've built up stamina in that type of preparation. I have no fear. I have no insecurities about him speaking to me something fresh for whoever he sends to listen. Stamina has been built. Y'all, stamina is hard. Like by definition, stamina is the ability to sustain prolonged physical or mental effort. Stamina is hard. Building stamina is hard. Building the ability to sustain prolonged physical and mental effort. That's grueling. That's hard. Building stamina? It's not that it gets easier. You just handle hard better. That's what Kara Lawson says to her Duke women's college basketball team. It doesn't get easier. You handle hard better. That is building stamina. So don't quit on the hard things right now, for they are building stamina for the upcoming season. Consistency and discipline, two of my favorite words and characteristics, they get you to that building stamina for the upcoming season. Trust your coach, trust your leader, trust the guidance, trust God's plan. And remember, your off season is a season and this season is for building stamina. Oh, there are so many more I want to share, but I want to hit you with just three today. So number three, the final one is this. The off season is to build camaraderie. 
your off-season is to build camaraderie. There are people who God has placed in your life for a purpose. Well, actually, all the people in your life are there for a purpose. You might not understand how long or what for, but they are all there for a purpose. Camaraderie. It's a mutual trust and friendship among people who spend a lot of time together. See, spending a lot of time together isn't enough. Even just playing sports together or going to battle together or working together, it isn't enough. Camaraderie is built in the off-season. During my college basketball seasons, there weren't a lot of late-night hangouts with the girls. There weren't a lot of birthday celebrations. There weren't a lot of late-night talks about life and plans and dreams and families and stuff. There were bus rides falling asleep on each other's shoulders. There were plane rides looking over playbooks together. There were hotel rooms with books open studying for exams between shoot-around and the game. There were battle cries and fight songs and wins and losses together, which will bond you forever. But the season is focused on the team. But the off-season? There were barbecues. There were cookouts. There were birthday parties. There were movie nights. There were theme parties. There were grandparents and parents' anniversary parties. There were graduation parties. There were celebrations and opportunities to build relationships. You won't always be best friends with everyone you go to battle with, and that's okay. Each of you know the purpose and the plan, and you work toward it with everything you have. You press together. You push together. You win and lose together in the season. And in the off-season, you build camaraderie. Building camaraderie takes effort. Building camaraderie is a choice. And building camaraderie is done in the off-season. Camaraderie, it lasts. It's not just about the common goal. But the crazy thing is that camaraderie is not just about one season. One of my very best friends, like, speak with nearly every week. He and I worked for the NBA together back in 2003-2004. Camaraderie was built in the off-season. Camaraderie that lasted. The trust. He has seen me through so many seasons of my life in the last 20 years. I can call him for advice. I can call him just to talk life. And I call to check on his kids' sports updates and high school games and all the things just to talk. There's nobody else from that era of my life that I keep up with like that. We have camaraderie. Why do you think there are what's called team-building retreats, either with coworkers or with a team? It's to get you out of your everyday war, off the battlefield, and try to build camaraderie. You work close together in battle so much more effectively if you trust each other. And that trust most often is built in the off-season. It's built away from the battle. I just spent a year in a Christian women's entrepreneurship program. There were coaches in that program who were my coaches. In that season of my life, I saw them as coaches. I saw them with almost an arm's length distance between us. But now that that season of the program has ended, there's a camaraderie that I've actually built. One of those coaches actually invested in one of my programs, became a client of mine. And we got to realizing that we have a pretty similar sense of humor when it comes to memes. I even met her in person. Who would have thought? There's a camaraderie building right now. I don't know exactly where it will lead, but I'm in it and open to it and knowing God's plan is always in motion. One of the other coaches, well, she's the one who challenged me in my prayer life. We have become great friends now. We hold each other accountable. We share life and relationships and ups and downs, tears and laughs, camaraderie. I trust her, not as a business coach for me, but as a person, as a sister in Christ, as a friend. 
I know, like I know a season is coming that we will stand together serving women. And that moment will be so effective, first of all, because God will be all up in it, but also because the trust and the friendship that we've grown, the camaraderie we've put effort into in this season right here, this off season. So there you have it. Remember this. The off season is not just about preparation for the upcoming season. I mean, of course, it is about preparation for the upcoming season. When training camp begins for the new season, the training camp is not to take you from zero to 10 to prepare you for what's to come. You should come in to training camp at at least an eight. If you've been effective with your off-season, knowing the off-season is a season, you shouldn't be getting pushed around by everyone else who is much stronger than you. You shouldn't be puking in the trash in the corner when it's time to run. And you shouldn't be questioning your teammates. Your off-season is a season. A season with its own purpose, a season with its own timing, a season with its own strategies, a season with its own opportunities. God has a plan. And that plan is always in motion. And you are part of that plan. Don't dismiss the off-season as merely a waiting game. Just like my coach handed out off-season training programs, God has a training program for you, for me, for this specific off-season of your life. Your off-season is to build muscle. Your off-season is to build stamina. And your off-season is to build camaraderie. So get to work because your off-season is a season. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.